listening to Fox Sports Radio. The lead has to be the Dallas Cowboys. Now listen, I love the Cowboys. Now luckily, we won our five picks, three and two. So last 13 weeks, 11 winning weeks, one push, and one loss. It's pretty solid, but man, oh man, Dallas wasn't even in it. It shocked the heck out of me. Yeah, it was a wipeout on Monday Night Football in Dallas. It was the Arizona Cardinals all over the Dallas Cowboys. 38-10 the final, an ugly one for Jerry Jones and company. Yeah, and as we said in the headlines, though, still the favorite to win the division. Uh, I mean, obviously some of this is is pure math, right? I mean, the, the kind of math that makes people drop out of like community college, but still math and Philadelphia obviously struggling they are plus 150 so 100 wins you 150 on Philadelphia Washington I don't think struggling is the word 10 to 1 still Giants 10 to 1 Cowboys are actually a minus money favorite you bet 105 to win 100 you literally have to bet more than you win on the team you watched last night on Monday Night Football. You know, Jonas, I'm going to quickly explain the rationale because I'm not sure. Oh, I know it was wrong. I'm not sure how it was so wrong. On one hand, Andy Dalton adjusted the market downward about five points. The assumption from Fez, the assumption from many people experts I trust was about three points so right away if that's the only reason you probably bet Dallas off the two points of edge so with your eye test how do you rate uh how Andy Dalton did because his stats weren't that bad uh, it's not – yeah, the stats weren't bad. I don't know if it's – it's easy to do the Dak versus Andy comparison. I don't know that any quarterback is going to save them from that defense. It, that defense and, – and they've got you know high-priced free agents on, on that defense, guys that they went after, guys that they signed, drafted, paid – and they look terrible. And I don't know that the quarterback makes the difference, honestly. I think it's easy to look at that game and go, this is exactly why Dak Prescott deserved to be paid. I, I don't know that that's the case at all. I don't, think, I don't think Dak or Andy Dalton is good enough to overcome what that defense puts him in uh, every single week, seemingly, this season. I mean, maybe if Terry Bradshaw could play linebacker, he would have helped. <laughs> maybe. But, uh, but you know what's funny, though? And we talked about this, and, you know, listen, if we're ahead of the curve, we're going to take our quick bows and move on. But, and, and let's give, you know, let's, to me, my job is to aggregate information, right? I want to consume, and you do a wonderful job of that in the mainstream media. I try to do it on the gambling side more. And, you know, it, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing because if you're listening, you know, you, most of you don't have time to spend three, four hours a day reading. You know, I have the tough job of listening to podcasts. You know, that can get uh, gru- uh, You know, that can get grueling. That third <laughs> podcast in a day, right? But the fact of the matter is, it's not. It's consuming the info, and then it's deciding what matters. And I don't listen every week, but when I got the time is Middlecoff, who's on the Herd Podcast Network, mm-hmm. associated with Colin. Yeah. And he, about three weeks ago, 
was just really just ranting against Nolan, the DC for Dallas. And I came on here and I had not heard any national guys talking about it. And, you know, maybe we were just randomly a day or two ahead. But in the next like three to five days, I heard about 19 people talking about it. And again, perhaps it was they just happened to listen to Middlecoff after we did. But to me, it feels like that at minimum, we were out on the curve on this one. And man, that seems to be the out ahead of the curve. This seems to be the only story that people are talking about is just how bad the defense is. And could it be these players or must it be the scheme? Because these players aren't that bad. Yeah, I look. There's there's real talent on that side of the ball, and I'm glad we can we can acknowledge that we got or I can be a part of getting something right when it came to the Dallas Cowboys because <laughs> I've been wrong on them all year. Wrong on them before the season. I was wrong last night. I was wrong in game betting last night. I was terrible. I kept going back in and looking at that defense. I came away from there, even though Dallas is the favorite still to win the NFC East. I I it. Based on what we got to watch last night, the idea that that team is a playoff team just seems bonkers to me. I, I can't even believe it. Well, remember, the favorite, uh, and, and you know this, but to clarify, is uh, some of it is going to be how good the teams are, yeah, and some of it is the mathematics of Dallas having a lead at this point. And you know, when Philly doesn't win games and Dallas doesn't win games— it evens itself out. I thought, I mean, in a very pathetic way, but still even, <laughs> evenly pathetic. <laughs> I'm RJ Bo, Straight Out of Vegas. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagreed with Colin today. He led the show, The Herd, and was talking about uh, Jerry's too nice of a guy. And he's a horrible owner. And it's always the question I like to ask is, what is the game? Right? So we were kind of shocked, but not really, that last week Alex Smith was the favorite to win the comeback player of the year, even though he had one of the worst games we've ever seen a quarterback have. And what we concluded was, you're betting on a vote. And the vote is going to be emotional, sentimental, not objective. And thus, you better handicap that. If you're handicapping who's the best player to come back, you're, you're handicapping the wrong game. Right? That's like saying football is won by yards. No, it's won by points. So, yeah. And what is an owner's job? Now, as a fan, I want his job to be to win. His or her job be to win. But I think their job is to uh, increase the value of their franchise. Agreed. It's a business. And... That disconnect can be a problem oftentimes. But if you ask these guys, now again, if you got 50 bill, maybe it doesn't matter, but usually those guys that make 50 or the guys that care, but or 20 bill. But to me, Jerry Jones is maybe the most successful owner. I agree. Right? I, I, he, I, he's got to be, I can't name many better owners than Jerry Jones because, yeah, they haven't won in a long time. But when it's all said and done, we're going to look back on what he did. Uh, from a business standpoint, we could go on and on. But also, at the end of it, you could do a lot worse than three Super Bowls Yeah, your time owning a team. So, yeah, but uh, fair enough. I, you could make the case if you – because I agree with you and we can set it aside because as a fan, I'm not as interested in business 
as I am yeah. in wins. But I don't the owner is not obligated to have my perspective, right? You can dislike him if he doesn't. That's fine. But I think if you look at Jimmy Johnson and at the cusp, let's say the day of the first Super Bowl, is if you would have said what's the over under for the Cowboys Super Bowls in the next 30 years, I think they fell short. You know, give them credit for the Jimmy Johnson hire, right? No doubt. Yeah. But they could, I mean, if they, you kept Jimmy Johnson there, they win maybe two more? I mean, at least one additional one, you think, right? Yeah, I, I would think. And, and there's a lot of parallels between the Shaq and Kobe era, had they stayed together. But and those were both it out. players. Yeah, and so and so this is, a lot of that is on Jerry Jones. But I think in totality, when you just take a step back and look at w- what he's accomplished, uh, I, I think he's been one of the more successful owners in the history of the game, if not the most successful. And again, I think on the business side, you're absolutely right. And we can debate the other side. Uh, I mean, to me, Colin, beyond that, had some very good points because his rationale was Jerry's too nice. And I don't know if it's nice or if he just loves stars. He loves big names. And even though they're not the biggest names, he wants, he doesn't want to lose a name, it seems like. Because for him, there's the business side of that, I guess. But like we've said, I mean, for six months when the Dak thing was going on, we said, why would Dak really even want to sign with the Cowboys? And people said, RJ, what do you mean? It's like the whole NFL is a, is a salary cap league, and effectively how good you are is on each transaction, how much cheaper than the market did you get that player? So when Tom Brady was signing for, let's say, $5 million under the market in New England, the theory was that transaction was a $5 million win, or maybe it was even more than that. Okay, because he was maybe worth more even. And then they sign a long snapper, and he's a $200,000 win. Well, for every Belichickian-type move that he made, Jerry Jones would pay 20%, 15% extra. Obviously, Zeke, extra. And that's why it never made sense to me, the whole Dak conflict. And it still hasn't. I haven't seen any reporting that shines light on that. But in general, Dak's desire to be in Dallas should be directly, if it's just about winning, should be directly correlated to how effective the Dallas Cowboys are accruing talent. And Jonas, I would make the case that they pay money for receivers, then they pay a premium. And net-net, and let's give them credit for getting Tony Romo undrafted, right? Mm -hmm. Let's give them credit for getting Dak in the fourth round. Other than that, I don't know. How, I don't know which home runs they've hit either with coaches or with players. And also, they really did luck out with Dak Prescott. If you go back to that draft, he was option four. They wanted Carson Wentz, but Philly took him. They wanted Paxton Lynch, but Denver jumped ahead of him, and Jerry Jones was really upset about that because he was really high on Paxton Lynch. They wanted Connor Cook, and it was Reggie McKenzie and the Raiders who jumped them and drafted him. Dak was just sitting there. They drafted him. And then, because of injuries, they had to play him, and they ended up winning 13 games. They were fortunate to hit on Dak. It wasn't like they identified him as as you know uh, somebody that was a, a gem in the draft that they could that they couldn't pass up on. They tried to get other quarterbacks. They whiffed on him, and Dak ended up saving the day and actually made them a viable franchise the past couple of years. So, first off, kids scoring at home. That's the podcast list, and just rattling off who the potential <laughs> quarterbacks were. 
I mean, all joking aside, was that something you scribbled down or that was just from memory? I just I just remember it. I, I yeah. mean, like a savant almost. <laughs> I, just, I need to get a life. No, really I love it, it. No, don't get a life. You'll lose a job. You got to keep no light. No. But here's the, here's the thing. And let's wrap with this. Well, let me quickly comment. But is there any pick after the second round that you can't say the same thing? I mean, do you say the same thing about Russell Wilson? Um, yeah. Do you say the same thing about Tom Brady? I would. The only thing that I would say, though, is with Dak, it was really we have no choice. We have to play him, and then he ended up saving the day. Well, that was the same thing when Brady went in when Bledsoe got hurt. See, I just pulled that one out. Who? Yeah, that, that, that was easier. Never but mind. but I also but I also think when it's similar to Brady, but when it comes to the Russell Wilson, Seattle identified early on they had Matt Flynn. No, 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 that guy's better. Instead of the guy we paid, let's go with that yeah. guy. Dallas really had no choice. Much like New England. That's probably how bad Flynn was because Romo was pretty good at that. <laughs> I mean, it would have been insane. I mean, if you're if what you're saying is they should have sat Romo, I mean, you know, come on, right? So I agree with you. They've made every pretty much bad move Dallas has that they can make. You gotta give them credit. They did pick Zach just or uh uh just like Dak, I'm sorry, but just like Brady got picked and just like Bledsoe went out, and you know what? Actually, let's give Dallas one more iota of credit in this regard. If I remember now, and Jonas, you probably remember better, Tony Romo was pretty much ready to go at the end of that year. Yeah, right? he there was there was talks about how much longer he was going to be playing. Yeah. yeah, but but what I'm saying is he was ready. He could have came back in at the end of the year, right? Yeah, he. Uh, but I think they made Health-wise. the decision. Yeah, they made the decision that they were going to stick with Dak Prescott, um, which is a strong decision. Yeah, no, that, and and it was that's why the comp to Brady and and uh, uh, is is very fair because the Patriots made the same decision. Bledsoe came back; he was ready to go, and Belichick wanted to ride the hot hand, and then made that choice to go to Tom Brady. Yeah, and if I remember, there was a Steelers game that Bledsoe played a pretty important role in on the way to yes, the Super Bowl. Yes, yeah. I don't. I try to forget that one. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Game one of the World Series. First pitch a little over an hour from now on Fox between the Rays and the Dodgers. And right now on pregame.com, L.A. is just under a 160 favorite. Yes, in game one for the series, L.A. minus 210. So almost a 70% chance for the Dodgers to advance, uh, I find it fascinating. The Rays, fifth lowest payroll. Dodgers, highest payroll. The whole Billy Bean dream has actually occurred with the Rays. Not, you know, before, right? What was it, 2008? Yeah. Uh, so as much as I love that, you know, Bean was one of the first or the first, perhaps, you could make the case that was – running a team as an analytics guy that was looking to zig when other teams zagged. And that's really what markets you have to do. What are people valuing? And you got to go the other way if you can't outspend or at least spend at parity. And the fact that it took Billy Bean to figure that out, uh, give the guy a ton of credit. You know, he's an example of, uh, I think similar to Steve jobs, right? Steve jobs wasn't a great designer, he wasn't a great arc, uh, computer engineer, but he had the cross-section of abilities that allowed him to have great engineers and great designers do great things. Billy Bean wasn't a math PhD, 
but he understood it enough to get the right guys to do it. And you could make the, you could make the case Tampa Bay wouldn't have done what they did without that vanguard Billy Bean. Uh, if you look at this whole opener versus starter stuff, uh, in 2019, pregame.com research on this, six times as many openers uh, as opposed to the starter than any other team in baseball. Quickly, Jonas, what do you think of that concept? Uh, the concept of Billy Bean and just sort of the uh, small uh, I was, market I was approach speaking or... more on the opener, con- the idea that this guy's not starting, but he's going to go through once because it's interesting that Kershaw has actually done really well in the playoffs the first time through a lineup, but after that, he hasn't. Yeah, it's, it, it is and, – and it's funny to see how the loyalty and how everything is done so differently in the postseason to where even the Rays in Game 7, Charlie Morton was dealing. He was at about 50-something pitches, and they took him out. It, it's just – it's odd to see how bullpen usage and starting pitchers are used in the postseason. I still sometimes scratch my head, but I'm not really you know up to speed on yeah. the whole analytics of it. And the last thing I would say is this. I said it last week is when you let – Kershaw get in a situation where it got in his head that he messed up. I believe it could affect him tonight. I don't want the Dodgers tonight myself, maybe later in the series. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 